First name Sugar. Second name Dread. Yeah. Wiki And you are listening to this is what episode eight. So today we'll have a top five for you, our top five favorite pizza toppings, playing Dread. And we'll have some poems from Lorraine Mariner and Russell Edson. I realize you've titled this this episode Pizza Boys with a Z. Yes. Yes, I have. Word to Chip. When Chip went into the fire in the booth. I was just talking bare and people were like, why is Chip talking bare? And then oh. Bugsy Malone and Chip versus Bugsy Malone and then Chip versus Youngen. Like that was, that was, oh, that was when, when Chip went away and then Bugsy was like, oh, like, oh, you took longer than Meek. And then Chip came back and was like, what? Longer than Meek? Hold three in a week. It was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. We have to do top five, like top five tracks from that clash. Um. Yeah, top. That's fine. That'll give just me top five chip. Yeah. Top five chip. This records is like a legit. Bruh. Is a legit top five. Right, there are that many. <laughs> bruv Oh my gosh, Chip was. He was shooting, <laughs> bruv He was. He was. Bruv He was letting the thing go in all directions, fam. Wow. Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he he, bruv He was a madman. He was. A, he had the whole UK up till what hours of the morning waiting for a diss track and then he threw his he threw his what's it called he threw his youtube guy his video guy under the bus he was like yeah yeah it's done but the guy is taking bit long to upload onto oh. youtube and then all of the all of the videographers were like coming out to defend him like no youtube takes very long to upload man chip how could you do this to you <laughs> no chip 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 oh. did an amazing thing for the UK music scene. Now, if anything happens, people are just itching, hoping Chip will get involved because that man cannot run out of bars, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a guy. What a guy. Oh, um, How have you been, aside from, yeah. you know, desiring pizza? <laughs> Bruh, I've, I'm, I've been, I've been okay. I've been okay. I feel like, I feel like this, this, um, this lockdown is is starting to is starting to get to me in yeah over the last like two weeks so <laughs> so like for context for context right for context in like the first over the first like couple of weeks i was i was i was ill right um mm-hmm. like yeah it was it was mad i was i was i was not very i was i was knocked harder than i've been knocked by anything before which i'm not sure if that's saying I'm not sure what what whether that's saying more about like how I was ill or how I haven't been that ill in the past. Um, um, but yeah, other other than that though, other than that, other than falling asleep at random times of day and such, I'm I'm good. I'm well. How are you? That's that's gonna put our listeners at ease and at rest a hundred percent about Bruh. your about your 
health and well-being. Of course it will. <laughs> okay. So me, I'm cool. Um I I am enjoying the sun actually. I've decided a couple of times to go outside, sit in the garden and read and do little things like that. I am definitely aware that I bought a um bottle of rum maybe earlier in the week or last week mm-hmm. um and a significant amount of it has been drunk um Ooh. whereas the last bottle of rum that i had lasted me over a month over a few months so it was wow. a few months it, it lasted me and this one is is uh is depleting rather rapidly so i'm saying that i'm okay but my consumption of rum um is potentially a um a small indicator of the fact that maybe maybe i'm not okay cool yes let's get into the top five so top five pizza toppings um in at number five i've got extra cheese so my number five pizza topping was extra cheese i really struggled with this i'm not gonna lie i don't eat meat um i'm a pescatarian so my pizzas be bare simple so at number five i've got extra cheese because who doesn't like some extra cheese extra cheese bangs a cheesy pizza that's what you want you know all those pizza adverts where they're pulling up the slice and the cheese is just you know stringing down as it's like separated from the rest of the pizza that's what we want you know we want that so in at number five is extra cheese number four red onions i think some nice kind of sweet red onions on a pizza that's uh you know bob's your uncle some lovely sweet red onions I don't believe anybody in their right mind puts like regular onions on a pizza um, because I think that would be a criminal offence. But red onions on a pizza is legit. In at number three, I've got peppers because peppers go on a pizza and they're cool. When, When you get the nice kind of sweet peppers, I'm not a big fan of green peppers on a pizza, but red or yellow peppers on a pizza because they're a little bit more sweet yeah. than green. Green peppers don't slap; they're they're a bit sour. No. No. So, so red or yellow peppers on a pizza for my number three. Green peppers is green peppers is like is the healthy alternative to um to like something that you would dip into something in it like healthier than bread, but it's not really got its own. I don't know. I find green peppers tasteless, man. I don't like them at all. Even in cooking, I'm like, why Why would I want this when I've got red? Like, come on. Anyway, please continue. Yeah. Yeah, no, green peppers, they're a scam because whenever you buy peppers in the bunch, like <laughs> if you buy a pack of three, yeah, everyone knows that no one wants the green pepper. Exactly. But they'll put a green pepper in there. Just give me my red and yellow ones and let these green peppers die. <laughs> um, in at number two, I've got mushrooms. At number two? So, yeah. You got mushrooms in number two. Yeah. Well, okay. Is that a problem? Do you not like mushrooms or something? No, I love mushrooms, but number two of all the possible pizza toppings, when you've not been Mush- a lifelong pesca anyway, sorry, con- continue, continue, continue. Because your pesca mushrooms. Yes. Listen, mushrooms, yeah. First <laughs> of all, I like mushrooms, innit? When mushrooms go on a pizza, they're just a little bit, you know, they're just they're they're there you know they're all all right i like a bit of mushrooms on my pizza i don't really have anything more to add about mushrooms than that 
other than if I was making a selection, then mushrooms would definitely be near to my top choice. So mushrooms becomes number two. And then at number one, my favorite pizza topping, mozzarella cheese. So number one pizza topping, mozzarella. It's not extra cheese. It's not the regular cheese that goes on top of your pizza. Mozzarella is something different. It's it's that essence of Italianness, you know. It's mm. that it's that je ne sais quoi, which is French, <laughs> of pizza, <laughs> which is Italian. Um, oh my gosh! I don't know, people. If you can tell that I really struggled with this top five today, <laughs> but that's my top five. And usually I have a lot of reasons behind each option I'm able to explain. But today I'm just going to go back and I'm going to read through my top five. Number five, extra cheese. Number four, red onions. Number three, peppers. Number two, mushrooms. And number one, mozzarella. Gabriel, over to you. Right. Okay. I feel like I feel like a lot of people are gonna are gonna cast me for my choices in it, but here we go. In at number five, in at number five is okay. In at number five, I put red onions, um, because there are solid choice. Many, yeah, of course, of course, red onions are peng, 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 peng. Um, in at number four is sun dried tomatoes, um, because I just love the taste of the sun dried tomatoes, man. Like man over over any other tomato peng 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 um in at number three is pepperoni um because pepperoni is great i love it oh boy so this is this is when it's going to get controversial in it because a lot of people won't won't like what i'm going to say um in at number two in at number two is um anchovies (laughs) Raw, yeah, yeah. Raw, you had the audacity, yeah, to beef me. Sorry, you had the audacity <laughs> to beef me about mushrooms, and I'm, you put anchovies on your list. I mean, I, I'm not good man. Not, I'm not dogging on mushrooms. Nah, you're I'm moving not, uh, no, 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 mad. No, 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 I'm not dogging on you're mushrooms. You're moving mad. No, 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 no. Anchovies, 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 bro. anchovies. Anchovies for any Anch- anywhere else. and them man, right? Oh, no anchovies, way. right? It, it's about the balance. If you over, like, I'm. I don't need any more than like what, two, 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 three, four slivers of of this fish on my pizza, right? I'm not talking about like cover because I've had pizzas where it's covered and it's just it's too much. It's too much. But I I do like a good anchovy, man. Like man said, your number two pizza toppings when you have it on your pizza you have to pick off some of them because when there's too much of them it it, it ruins the pizza so even your number two I pizza mean, topping you yourself are saying ah this is ah this is a bit too much ah i'm not really for it too much of a what? good thing ah allow it man. you can have you can, you can i mean too much alcohol makes you vomit but that doesn't stop you from drinking you know what i mean listen yeah i can't, i'm what? i'm you had the audacity to beef me what? over mushrooms and you, you, you put finish your list. Um, for people, for people who haven't, who are just tuning in for like this episode or the, like the past two episodes, right? Um, when we do our top fives, I have 
a lot of my top fives are not in are not necessarily in a sequential order. Um, some of them are for the purposes of violence, for the purposes of conflict, for the purposes of controversy, and for the purposes of my not mirroring Jeremiah because he goes first, and I'm like, okay, cool. In in that case, we need to have a conversation because things like pizza toppings, I'm very. It depends on what mood you catch me in, in it. But right now, I'm in an anchovies at number two kind of mood. You yeah. are the biggest. That's the biggest amount of waffle I have heard. Because if you wanted to go first, you know full well that you could go first. So don't even yes. try with your waffle. Finish your top five. Finish your top five. <laughs> okay. It's waffle, bro. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I don't want all my top five pizza toppings in the same place at the same time because then it, that would be disgusting. Um, but in that number one, <clears throat> in that number one, because I, I thought, I, I I thought what's the one what's what is my automatic go to um if I see it on a pizza on a on a pizza menu um and then I will then use the other ingredients to consider whether I like want this pizza or not but like yeah goat's cheese is number one goat's cheese is my number one you know what yeah Anything I feel like it? I feel like every week we do a top five and I expect you to you know once maybe to to deliver something of a standard that isn't abominable to deliver. or you know without these weird left field just curveballs and every week I'm disappointed every week you come to disgrace your family wow on this here podcast cool so let's let me let me run let me run it up again even even if even if i I don't even know if this is gonna sound right to me to be honest but here we are um i've i've said what i've said and it will not move in at number five is red onions number four sun-dried tomatoes number three pepperoni number two anchovies and number one goat's cheese there's a reason why they call it the goat cheese I'm never going to dignify that with a response. Let's get into some poems because we need it. Um, yeah, I've so um, I've decided to um, choose a poem by um, Russell Edson. Um, do I want to? Shall I read the poem and then talk about talk about it, or should I talk about it a little bit before? Not about the poem, about my choice of poet. Um, I think I will. I think I will talk about just a little bit. So, yeah, I'm going with a poem by, by Russell Edson um, called The Taxi. Um, yeah, shout out, shout out Kareem, um, Kareem Parkins Brown, because uh, a while ago he sent me, he sent me some links to Russell Edson poems. He introduced me to him. Um, and yeah, I thought this, I thought this is some, this is some like trippy stuff, man. So yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, so here's, here's one. <clears throat> the taxi one night in the dark i phone for a taxi immediately a taxi crashes through the wall never mind that my room is on the third floor or that the yellow driver is really a cluster of canaries arranged in the shape of a driver who flutters past streaming from the windows of the taxi in yellow fountains 
Realizing that I am in the midst of something splendid, I reach for the phone and cancel the taxi. All the canaries flow back into the taxi and assemble themselves into a cluster shaped like a man. The taxi backs through the wall and the wall repairs. I cannot stop what is happening. I am already reaching for the phone to call a taxi, which is already beginning to crash through the wall with its yellow driver already beginning to flutter apart. That's The Taxi by Russell Edson. So why did you choose that poem? So um, I chose this poem for... Well, first of all, I really like Russell Edson. I thought, yeah, I was, I was thinking, ooh, who, who do I like? Um, who is who have I stumbled across recently? Um, and yeah, it was it was this this poem actually. Um, so when Kareem introduced me to Edson's work, it was actually this poem that he used to introduce me to his stuff with. Um, this was no, sorry, no, no, no. This isn't the first one. He's, this isn't the first one that he sent. This is what like the third or the fourth one that that Kareem showed me. Um, and I really. First of all, the use of color, the use of color in this, I really, really like, um, uh, and also, yeah, just like the vivid, the vividness of the imagery in what I've seen of Edson's work is really, 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 really strong. Um, plus the surrealness, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really drawn to like the surreal, this more surreal elements of things. The fact that it combines, it combines like really, really surreal, almost absurd um kind of like Im- kind of images um in the lines marrying that to like a prose poem form um and then it basically reading like what a story or um or like um kind of like a mini drama or something it's it's really really cool um there are more kind of there are more dramatic kind of um dialogue um based kind of things um poems by Edson but I think this one, I think this one in particular really caught me. Um, I read, what did it, it was, it was, was it last year? It was last year um, I read 100 Years of Solitude um, by um, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. And um, yellow is a, is, yellow is a color that, that keeps, the one, when I think, when I think of that book, I think of, I think of like a bright, <clears throat> I think, I, when I think of that book, I think of like a bright canary yellow just because of the way he uses that so i think that yeah that was one of that was one of my favorite novels so again like the colors and the imagery drew me to that um and also in my um upcoming pamphlet uh <laughs> a couple of the <laughs> um i borrowed I, I kind of borrowed um some of some elements of edson um so he he influenced a couple of the poems in the pamphlet um when it in the kind of final editing stages um because i read it and i was like and i thought yeah i want to reconfigure everything um and yeah so yeah so some of the some of the humor some of the humor that arises in his poems um the 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 imagery that um and the use and the use of color that you know that have that occurs in this particular one um was quite influential um on on my work and yeah, he's one of these crazy poets that I want to go and read um, more of. Um, but yeah, um, you you talked about the colors and um, you talked about the, the sense of surrealism um, that you appreciate about Edson's work. Is there 
sort of coming back to the taxi, I guess a bit more spe- specifically, yeah. what is there anything else or anything kind of more that this poem is doing that you really enjoy? So what I like about it is it doesn't seem, I don't, maybe I'm, maybe there's more context that I'm unaware of because um, this poem is from 1977 and he's American. So there might be some, well, it's published in 1977. So anyway, there might be kind of context that I'm unaware of. But to my knowledge, as far as I'm aware, it doesn't seem to be um, standing as a metaphor for anything specific, which with, um, I don't know, I found in... I, in, in in my own writing, but um in but um okay, there tends there, there ha- there's there's a tendency, right? There's a tendency, um and I'm speak and I'm speaking for myself. I'm not sure if this applies to I'm not sure how far this um people feel that this applies to them or um people that they know. But there's a tendency for surreal imagery to be to definitely be standing as a metaphor for something, right? It seems we want to um we want to be able to make sense of poems in a particular way or we want to um or we or we want we want there to be kind of a direct we want there to be almost a direct correspondence between um the image and what the image refers to right or or like a reference or like an ex- or like an external reference point that's either happening in the world or in the life of the poet whereas this doesn't and then that connection has um that connection is normally made explicit within the poem um, or within the immediate context kind of surrounding the poem. But from what I've read of Edson's work, and I guess this one, I guess I chose this one because it's, in some ways, it's one of the more accessible of, um, of his poems that um, in terms of, in terms of like our, or I'm going to say my kind of like very 21st century almost confessional spoken word inspired kind of like tastes right where there is a direct correspondence between what's happening in the poem and um yeah there is an explicit reference point kind of mentioned or suggested in the poem um whereas what drew me to this is that yes it's it's the more accessible in that you could read the you know the the man and the canaries and the taxis and and it crashing through the third you could read those as being metaphors for something or standing in for things but in his other poems, that doesn't necessarily seem to be um, the case. Like there's there's this there's this one there's this one called um let me let me let me let me find let me find the title. Yeah, there's this one called um the difficulty with the difficulty with a tree, and it's about this woman like what beefing a tree. Like this woman's like fighting a tree, and then the tree like gets up and is like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, and then yeah. Anyway, anyway. So th- and there's this whole like back and forth, and it's quite ridiculous um yeah what drew me what drew me to this one in particular bro i'm chatting bears what drew me to this one in particular to the text in particular was it was the most accessible to uh to like my very modern my very kind of 21st century contemporary taste but also it had that element of like yeah this is what's happening um and yeah and you don't have to understand it in the way that we're used to understanding poems i think this really pushed the way I read and it was really refreshing as a poem. It felt like a really cool transitionary step into um, more surreal, more exper- maybe not experimental, but um, that kind of genre of poetry that isn't, that doesn't seem to be as popular um, today in our, 
in our generation, if that makes sense. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure if... Does that answer your question? It's somewhere in there, in okay. all of what you've said, there's an answer <laughs> okay. to somebody's question. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, it's, it's interesting because... Mm the search for so I struggle with surreal poetry or um, things that are super or that are quite surreal um, because I'm always I'm looking for that thing to ground it or at some point I want to be grounded or if I'm not going to be grounded um, I want to understand why you want to make me feel this way mm. um or i at least want the context of what y you want me to feel by the surrealism and so um i can really struggle with kind of really surreal um not surreal imagery but poems that kind of everything is surreal um yeah. because i'm i'm just i'm like okay but what am I supposed to do now that I've read this poem or mm. yeah just why um and so even as you're talking as a reason as to why that's why you like are enjoying the taxi I'm here reading it and I'm thinking okay what does the taxi represent and okay so yeah. he calls for a taxi and then as soon as he sees the kind of resplendentness of, of it coming he cancels it um but then as the thing is disappearing away, he wants it again. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this um, a kind of a metaphor for like, I don't know, addiction, but then that seems a bit too dark or is it like a metaphor for like a, a relationship or something and like taxis are how you get to places and is this a kind of um, a discussion on, on everything that's kind of temporary and how no experience is permanent. Like mm. I'm... Do you know what I mean? I I am yeah. that kind of person that is is trying to latch on, um, to the meaning, and so, mm. um, I can find it. These kinds of poems are the ones that I I very rarely am just like, oh, okay, this is weird. I like it. I mm. don't need anything more than that. Um, so yeah, so it's just interesting that the reason that you enjoy this poem is the reason that poems will tend to like drive me crazy yeah so i thought that was i thought that was a really interesting point um sweet so the poem that i'm gonna read is from lorraine mariner and is from magma issue 74 uh the work issue and it's called the god of home time in class, did it ever occur to me that we were putting our chairs on the tables at the end of the day to assist the cleaners? In the dusk, through the fence, this school is lit up like a cruise ship while the cleaners go about their business and I'm having a midlife epiphany. I think I thought we were raising our chairs in honour of the clock above the blackboard, the god of home time. Did nobody explain? That is The God of Home Time by Lorraine Mariner. Um, I chose that poem because, yeah, I was like, okay, let me let me look through some of the the um 
the poetry magazines and stuff that I've got at home and, and I was like let me look at the work issue from Magma because we're all um in isolation working from home so I was like it, it would be interesting to read this under the current context of what we're living through um and this one kind of came to me because it, it sort of I read it and I was like rah this is why we put the chairs on the desk after school I was reading the poem and I was literally like oh I was this many days old when I realized that the reason that we put the chairs on top of the tables at the end of the day was to assist the cleaners I never thought about that like it never it never occurred to me at any point and so when she said I'm having a midlife epiphany um I was really I was at that moment where I was like wow I'm having this same epiphany um that you're having and just the kind of the way that she leads the poem along that line and it's a really simple um idea and it's a really simple thing but I think that kind of element of being a child um and doing things and things happening and so okay it's home time we put our chairs on top of the table and it is sometimes it's simpler to be like oh yeah we're doing it we're raising it to for me it would have been above the whiteboard so yeah we're we're raising these chairs to the god of home time is you don't necessarily think about these things um but you just kind of do them and then as you get older you realize oh wow there was a reason behind this or there was a purpose behind this and it, it it's um a process of of aging and i think the last line um for me was kind of that whole idea of of so much of childhood um when she says did nobody explain and I think that was the line for me that I felt that this poem really did a, a really good job of of kind of summarizing that whole experience of childhood and then becoming an adult and then realizing things that you did in childhood that you hadn't thought about for a time and then there's a moment where you're watching something or you're seeing something and you're like oh that's why we did that um and then a kind of a sort of did no one tell me this why didn't I think of this before why didn't I figure this out before um and so it I I think that this poem just did a really beautiful job of of summarizing that whole experience and that whole kind of um reality so yeah i really loved it yeah i yeah it really i really like like how it captures that experience of sense things starting to make sense but from i don't know i don't know but from a different perspective and there's an element there's an aspect of wanting to go back and be I don't know, there's, a, there's an element, depending on, like, the severity of the revelation in it, like, you want to, you kind of want to go back and tell your past self to take this thing either seriously or not so seriously because of this realisation that you've had. Um, and it's interesting how those um, moments of, like, childhood ignorance and then the revelations shape you as a person. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I really like this poem. Although there's, it's it's really funny <laughs> and sorry go on, yeah go on. no and i was gonna say it's so normal um the when those kind of epiphany moments happen so she's there and it's dusk and she's looking through the fence and um the cleaners are going about their business so it, it's this kind of she's there having this epiphany and but the cleaners are just doing their job and it's just 
it's normal, it's mundane. And I think it it's that contrast as well that this poem manages to do as, as she, she opens it, um, kind of thinking, like, did it ever occur to me that the reason we were doing this were for the cleaners? And she's standing there having that realisation. And it's really profound for her. But for the cleaners, it's, it's just like, this is what we do. The opening is really cool. I really, I really love poems that open that open in. Say that again. Oh no, no! I was gonna say I, I love poems that open in this way. Um, <laughs> so what what I was gonna say earlier, right, about this poem is it's really it's really funny hearing, um, reading this poem and then hearing you talk about the chairs on the tables because I feel like I've always known that it was for the that it was for the cleaners, even in. Oh my gosh! There's always one in it. No, because like it just because I don't know. Maybe maybe like a teach maybe like I don't know. A teacher must have mentioned it in passing in primary school or whatever. And it's and like it's one of those things where like it's not really said. It's just one of those things that said in passing, and then it sticks because you overhear it. But like I'd like I'd 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 always known that it was that it was for the cleaners. And even and even working, um, I was I spent. I, I spent a lot of time over the last few years working it um in schools right as a as a ta and um yeah just the chairs the chairs and the the chairs on the tables thing like a lot of it's it's fun it's funny how much you don't um children don't pay attention to things or like this isn't to say that like kids aren't smart or kids aren't stupid like it's 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 funny because children are so observant and they pick up the smallest they pick up the smallest things or they pick up the subtlest things um around them or like the strangest the strangest of cues right is man saying that most, most children pick up on. are you calling me a dumb child bro is man saying that raw like bare children bare dumb, children I mean, figured this out and you didn't manage to figure it out what's wrong with you what's man trying to say <laughs> i'm saying that these kids I'm, I'm saying i'm saying what i'm saying is i'm not i'm not calling you dumb in it i'm saying that those same children that i'm referring to don't pick don't pick these seemingly obvious things up but they'll pick up like some random subtleness from like an adult somewhere in a you'd, or like they'll pick up this most you know what i mean it's like but yeah man i i feel like i've always known like i've known i knew through secondary school and like at least at least from year five up that it was for the benefit of the cleaners so like yeah well good for you <laughs> glad that you knew um, I'm happy for you, isn't it? Great, yeah, great for you there. But I love the <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at Sugar and Dread. Yes. Um, the music that you're listening to is by Gabriel P. Jones. Um, I love this track, yeah. We will, we will be here again next week, uh, Monday. So, yeah, this is the Sugar and Dread podcast. Also, one more thing, one more thing. Um, yeah, so at the speed, oh, yeah, your and Ward, um, yeah, the, the um, launch, our launch, um, is our launching, yeah, on um, Saturday, the 2nd of May. Um, Bad Betty Press's Instagram by Bad Betty Press's Instagram live from seven o'clock. Um, I will be reading, Troy will be reading because, like, we are the writers but also our very own beloved um sweetness of our life sugar will also be reading so yeah jump on it if you love the sound of us then you'll love the launch even more um yeah and also the books are in yeah print, so yeah the type for the, it's not it's no longer a concept in the pdf and in the cloud like it's it's it's, it's, it's real 
that are out yet. It's real, it's fam. real. So yeah, turn your pre's into orders, fam. So yeah, so that will be this Saturday on Bad Betty's Instagram at seven p.m. So tune in. Yeah, War Dove by Troy Kabida at the speed of dark by Gabriel Akamo and myself will be reading um, on the day as well so you can hear some poems from myself uh, I know Laurie Ogden is, is doing some poems as well and some other really dope poets so yeah tune in for that because Tread is releasing a book in your Thank you.